Hi, this is Stuart with All In Sports Outreach. I'm so excited about another episode of our podcast. Today you're going to hear from Coach Brown. He's currently the quarterback coach at Oklahoma Baptist University, newly married, incredible young man with a great testimony. So let's jump right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Taggart. Man, Stuart, uh, thank you for having me. You know, first and foremost, I just want to say, you know, thank you for, you know, the platform that you're creating and, you know, what you're doing. And um, again, just thank you for having me. You bet. So I always like to start out with just some background information, just so the listeners kind of get a, a glimpse of who you are. So just tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe where you grew up, um, a little bit about your family growing up and then your family today. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Northwest Oklahoma um, in a small town called Enid, you know, with an amazing mom and amazing dad and, um, you know, two younger sisters who were, you know, just as great. Um, You know, I was fortunate to grow up in a very loving household and just, you know, with parents that worked, you know, extremely hard Um, while I was young. You know, for me, I didn't really know Jesus. Um, That's just my own personal uh, thing. Didn't really know him. Um, You know, growing up, we you know, my sisters and I both played tons of sports. And so, you know, we always had that stuff on the weekends and, um, you know, things of that nature. And so that kind of took over a little bit growing up. But, you know, one thing I will say is, you know, about my, you know, um, I had two parents who, again, you know, were very hardworking. They owned a lawn landscape company and, you know, um, owned that for 16 years. And so starting in like the sixth or seventh grade, um, got to kind of start working for them and, um, you know, little did I know that going, working for them was teaching me a lot more than I would have imagined at first, you know, um, dedication, discipline, perseverance, um, organization, a bunch of small little details and things like that, uh, you know, um, for, you know, just getting to see my dad, you know, every single day work hard and the discipline that no matter what range, you know, shine whatever you know snow whatever it was he was going out you know um and staying disciplined to to the job and putting his best foot forward and um, also uh with organization every single day we loaded the equipment and every single day we took it off and cleaned it and put it back in its spot so just a bunch of small um things that you know at the time i didn't realize i was learning but i can definitely see those fruits you know coming through you know throughout my life but went to chisholm high school um for the majority of my time went spent a year in stillwater and both are very different chisholm you know i graduated with like 70 kids and um whereas at stillwater high school graduated with about 600 or what what would have been my graduating class and so those were two you know different extremes but um it, it helped me grow a lot uh, you know, and then going from there, went, you know, was blessed to be decent enough to receive a few offers out of high school for football, ended up going to Northwestern Oklahoma State up in Alva, um, spent a season there, uh, ended up transferring out to Oklahoma State after that. Um, and really, that's where for me, um, I guess you could say my faith journey kind of began, um, getting to uh, getting there in January of 2016, I had a friend of mine, Tanner Allen, um, who coaches high school ball here in Oklahoma, and uh, an, another gal, Grace Parker. They both invited me to Life Church here in Oklahoma. They're in Stillwater, and got to go and uh, listen to the message from Pastor Craig, and you know, kind of that. Um, that was kind of the start of it. You know, they they talked about you know the Lord and 
um, how no matter what you've done, you know, he is willing to save you and, um, you know, kind of felt that stirred up when they asked who wants to commit their life to Jesus. That's whenever I kind of, you know, was able to raise my hand and, um, you know, commit my life to, to the Lord. And, you know, uh, it, it was great and the, the feelings were awesome. But then that was, I guess, like I said, kind of the start of the journey throughout, um, and, you know, I, I will say I wasn't perfect and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for his, his grace and his love. And, um, you know, definitely those next several years were, um, again, a lot of growth, but I, so the reason I transferred to OSU was to try to walk on to the football team, uh, ended up trying out, didn't make it, which was fine. Um, and then from there, I kind of was trying to figure out like, what do I want to do with football? Um, ended up figuring out that I want to, you know, coach football. I love it. I love dealing with young men and helping them on the field, but more importantly off the field. And so that's whenever I was like, Hey, you know, I heard that you could be a assistant at Oklahoma state, you know, during your undergrad. And so that's when I started to, for about a year, you know, my, my junior throughout to my senior year, tried to, you know, get on with the team and, um, was unsuccessful trying to reach out to coaches and things like that, which I get it. I understand like they're super busy. Um, I actually had a friend whose dad was a coach there. Um, I reached out to him. was like, Hey, like I've been trying this thing for, you know, eight months to a year. Like, can you help me? And within one day after him talking to his dad, I got a job there in the, <laughs> in the recruiting department and kind of started out there and um, kind of, you know, worked my way over to the offensive, you know, side of the ball and, um, you know, got to work for two years with the quarterbacks. And then my last year got to work under, uh, you know, a great man and coach Mac and do and learn a lot. And the best thing about coach Mac is I learned a lot from him on the field, but even more so off the field. And, um, then, uh, you know, spent, you know, like I said, three seasons there and now, um, I'm here at OBU, you know, going into my third season and, um, you know, got to meet my wife here as well, um, or during my time here. And, um, so, yeah. So you mentioned your faith journey starting in Oklahoma state, um, also coaching and you've been at OBU for, you said three years. So a brief coaching career so far, is there somebody in the profession that like you is like your go-to mentor? Man, I would say like just going throughout it, like um, personally, I'm not the best about reaching out always to, you know, guys that have helped me along the way and, you know, keeping those relationships throughout and, you know, really reaching out and asking questions. Um, and one thing I can definitely grow in, uh, but definitely during my time at OSU is definitely Coach Mack, like I said, and then also Coach you know, Chris Thurman. He he helped me out a lot. He's, you know, been in the profession for a very, very long time. And um, he was one that I kind of cling to when I first got there and, um, he's helped me out a lot just with, you know, life and with, um, also just, if I have questions about how to handle a situation, I can always reach out to him. And then one, you know, for me that, um, also is coach, you know, uh, coach Anthony Hibbert, who's over at Duke, he's a strength coach there. And there's been times I've reached out to him just, you know, to ask him questions of, you know, um, how would you handle this? Cause, uh, while coaching quarterbacks, I also get to be the strength coach as well here. Um, so that comes with, you know, other responsibilities and just trying to figure out how he handles different situations and, you know, uh, quarterback movements for my guys that might benefit them or, you know, different movements that might benefit somebody else. So those, 
kind of, you know, mentors, I guess I would say I have. What about, uh, this is just a fun one. I've just started asking people lately, you know, there's a lot of talk to like leadership styles. Is there one you kind of gravitate toward? Oh, for me, leadership style wise, um, one I always look to is coach Davo Sweeney over at Clemson. Um, kind of found him about five, you know, years ago, six years ago, whenever I first got in the profession, listened to one of his videos. And, um, for me, I just loved his passion. Um, mm-hmm. and I really loved how open he was with his faith and how he was always trying to be an example of Jesus. And I think he said here several you know, months ago that you know he built that program in God's name, image and likeness. And so that's definitely one I always gravitate towards. And if I get an opportunity to listen to a video or even sometimes like a press conference, um, you know, going into a week of whoever they may be playing or even a post-game press conference and just seeing how he handles a win, how he handles a loss. Um, so that's definitely somebody I would say that, um, I always look to. And now I would say I'm not that, uh, I guess outgoing as much. Um, I would say I'm sometimes more quiet of like, uh, you know, I always, I always try to read like John Wood and stuff as well. Um, I, I definitely admire John Wood a lot. So, um, definitely more reserved in that aspect, but so somewhere in between probably. You know, it's interesting about, I too, like Dabo Sweeney from that, just his passion and his just unashamed. And one of the things that really stood out to me was, I don't know, a couple of years after he became the head coach, you know, he would pick, you know, everybody picks, not everybody, a lot of people pick one word for the year, right? The John mm-hmm. Gordon kind of started that. And Dabo would pick one word for the team. And yes. I don't know how many years ago it was, love was the word. And it's like he's one of the first coaches to openly use the word love because, you know, for years in the football world, if you said the word love, you were soft, right? And I just always respected Dabo when he came out and said, you know, I'm going to build my program on love. We're going to, I'm going to, we're going to love each other. And I thought, how many coaches truly unashamed talk about that, right? And that's when I really started following him more just because I thought that was unique and, you know, he is who he is and, unashamed and i just think and and look at the difference he's made you are exactly right and uh that's one thing for me um i definitely have tried to um there's every chance i get i try to tell my players i love them um you know whether it's on the phone i actually talked to one of my quarterbacks here about you know two or three hours ago just checking in on him and trying to get him to fill out a questionnaire thing that i had sent him to and uh at the end just you know making sure i tell him that i love him that i always appreciate him and um I think that can really, that goes a long way and building that relationship and keeping that relationship and um, letting them know that it helps also build that trust where they know like you, you have their best interest in mind and, um, you know, also helps them want to be coachable because um, they know that you care for them and, uh, you know, and hopefully they care for you as well. But no, you're exactly right, especially in football. Um, sometimes it's, you know, especially in the 90s, 80s, it was hard, you know, tough nosed, you know, you do what I say type of thing. And now it's yeah. building the relationships and letting those guys know that you love them no matter what. Yeah, I just thought that was, um, I just think that goes a lot farther than the old school hard nosed. I mean, there's a time and place for that. 100%. But, you know, that a, a culture of love, I think, will translate into more success than the, the opposite of that. Let me. So you said you're, you you've been married. So two questions on that. I mean, how long have you been married? And then 
coaching, um, especially in the college world, um, there's a lot of demands on your time. So how do you, how do you balance that with life outside of football? Yeah. So, uh, tomorrow I will have been married for seven months. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fairly new. We got married in June of this past year on June 3rd. And, um, she is, uh, one amazing, amazing gal. Um, you know, we actually met at her brother's wedding and, uh, it, yeah. So I was, uh, I was definitely, um, hooked from the very, very, very beginning from the first conversation we had. But, um, I will say that's something I'm still trying to fa- uh, master, especially in the first year of marriage is just trying to balance both of them and try to find that rhythm, um, of, trying to make sure that whenever I'm here at work, I'm here and trying, you know, focus on, you know, on my guys and, you know, give them my very best. And then once I get home, um, hopefully, you know, if I, when I do get home, trying to get everything done before I get home, um, from work. And if I don't, then trying to finish it up pretty quickly and focus on her and spend time with her and, um, just try to be intentional with my time. And really for us, one thing that we find, um, I guess very valuable is in the mornings. If we, if I don't have to be here, you know, super early for weights or anything like that, if it's like a Tuesday and, um, we have time to be able to go, you know, work out in the morning together for an hour, then that's kind of our time together to go work out, hang out and, um, just spend time together doing that. And then hopefully be able to go out on a date, you know, once every, you know, week or if it's during the season, you know, once a month type of thing and um, just try to find, you know, unique ways to to be intentional. So I'm de- definitely still trying to work on that. Definitely be better at that. That's good. Well, I mean, it's, it's no secret that coaching is, I mean, a lot of professions have demands, but coaching is, is unique in that. And, you know, you being in the college world, it's becoming less and less of an office off season, right? Yes. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. And I think that's also why I've kind of gra- gravitated towards Coach Sweeney as well, because I just love how he's created a, like I said, a culture of family. And um, it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to actually implement, um, you know, plans into it. And I know that he always says that he has like, uh, I think the, the, you know, the wives and the kids come on like Wednesdays and they eat as a whole entire team with the players and, you know, having them at practice. And, you know, that's why I was also very fortunate to work, you know, under coach Gundy for, you know, three seasons and just kind of see how he, how he runs his program and how he wants, you know, coaches to take their kids and drop them off at school and also be able to be home on, you know, uh, for him, Wednesday night was always family night. So as soon as practice practice was over, the guys are going home to spend time with their wives and their children. And, um, you know, family is very, very, very important. And, um, you know, also, I just think like it's very important if we're going to tell our young men to be great husbands and great fathers, then we need to actually be the example of that and not just be in the office until 10 or 11 at night. I'm not bashing anybody that works hard and does that stuff. But at the same time, like being able to be that example for, um, you know, your players and be able to show them what it's like to be a great husband and great father. You hit the nail right on the head there is I think a lot of times it goes back to that old mentality versus the newer way of communicating is, you know, we, for years we say, Hey, you know, we want to teach these young men how to be good husbands, good dads, but yeah, yeah, you're working 20 hours a day, yeah. right? You know, and we're not we're not even taking into account that 
some of these young athletes, that may be the only husband they've ever seen. The coach, you know, mm-hmm. you may be the only example that, you know, one of the quarterbacks in your quarterback room will ever see or has seen up into this point. And so if you don't model being a godly husband, um, they may not get a good example. And then that cycle keeps repeating. So yeah, that's a that's probably a whole other conversation. But one the one word you said that really stood out to me, because I've always asked that question since we started the podcast. How do you balance that? And it's always I love that question because although I'm not in coaching, you know, I do have a, a full-time job and I've got a family. And so I'm always interested to see how people answer that because that I've learned a lot. But I was reading something this weekend. Uh, Damon West put on, I love Damon West, uh, wrote the coffee bean and um, just such a positive guy. He put something on, on Twitter, something to the effect of you don't balance your time. You find the right rhythms. And I heard you say the word rhythm. And so mm-hmm. just the last couple of days, I've been kind of thinking about, about that. Instead of trying to balance my time, right. I just need to find the right rhythms because there's going to be busy times of life and I just got to understand the, those rhythms and wh- when they come and what it looks like and then when things slow down. So anyway, I just thought when you said that word, it just it triggered that. And I just thought that's a such a, a nice reminder. So let me ask you this. Being a young guy, um, a lot of, you know, it could be some of your athletes listening or high school athletes listening. Um, how would you encourage them to take a stand for Christ? Because... I mean, athletics, right or wrong, it's a platform. People listen to athletes, whether we like it or not, right? And so what would you say to that athlete that may be struggling to to be bold in their faith? How would you encourage them to? For me, just um, encouraging my athletes to be bold is just like, I just want them to be themselves. And, um, you know, you never know who you're going to affect just with like your actions and the way that you portray yourself and the way you do things. Um, you know, for me, I always tell my guys, like I want them to do everything with excellence. Um, you know, or in the words I use, it's just like be uncommon and just do the, the common things in an uncommon way. And you will command the attention of the world. Um, whatever it is, no matter if it's tying your shoes, no matter if it's doing a drill, no matter what it is, like, be uncommon and do do every single thing you do with excellence. Cause when you start doing those small things with excellence, like people are going to ask like, okay, like what it, what's different about him? Why is he doing the things he's doing? And, you know, people might may come over and be like, Hey, like, why is it that you're doing it? And then that gives you that, you know, that opportunity to be able to be a light for, you know, Jesus and be able to, um, speak about him and what he's done in your life and what he can do in their life. And another thing I always tell my guys is like, I want them to serve. I, I, it doesn't matter how it is. Serving is can be done in a multitude of different ways, but I just always want them to serve and, um, you know, help those around them. Um, whether it be, you know, a guy in the quarterback room, giving them a ride or buying food for one of their teammates, whether it's an O lineman or D lineman or, um, even just doing something small, like walking over to them and just giving them like a, an encouraging word for that day, if their heads down. Um, cause I think that's also just being different and finding different ways to, uh, in a sense, like be uncommon. And, um, you know, one thing I put in, you know, for, for my quarterbacks, a, a quote is, um, you know, uh, God did not come to, um, be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, 
And so that's one thing that my guys and I have talked about quite a bit um, over the past several years is just always find ways to serve and just do whatever you can or whatever you do, like do it in a very uncommon way. That's good. That's good. Because after all, if we claim to be a follower of Jesus, we're supposed to emulate him, right? And so he came to serve, not be served. That's good. So this is probably my favorite. Um, You know, a lot of people have they call a life verse. Um, Mm. So I like to ask people if you have one or is there one that, you know, you've come across lately that God's just really used to speak to you? Is there just a verse you'd share to encourage us? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really have like a life verse, but one thing that's really just been on my heart here lately is uh, kind of, as you said earlier with John Gordon, he talks about having a word um, for the year and really for the past two or three weeks, I've really been pondering that it was brought up in, in my life group, um, about like, think about a word. And then with my wife and her best friend, we were talking about, you know, what word can we have Then my family was the same way. What, what word can we each have for the year? And mine has really just been patience. Um, that's the one I feel like God has continued mm. to, um, bring to my heart, no matter where I went, um, you know, I tried to find other ones and he just kept on bringing the word patience back to me. And so, uh, a verse right now I'm kind of going to, that I'm going to cling to for this year is, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Um, and just trying to be, you know, if I want to be loved and like, I have to be patient and, um, one Corinthians three fourteen, but, uh, I have to be patient and it's not just, um, with, you know, it's, being patient with myself. It's being patient with the people around me. It's being patient and just knowing that sometimes, you know, um, you're going to be planted and, you know, God has, you know, big plans for each of our lives. And sometimes we have to be okay with just being watered for right now. And, um, there's, there's a time to be planted and then there's a time to bloom. And, you know, right now, I just feel like right now he just wants me to be patient and just spend time with him and be in his presence and just trust in his timing and not my own. Well, that's good. I don't know a lot of people that would choose the word patience. That's a dangerous word to choose, right? Because a lot of times that means we, (laughs) you know, we're put in situations to try, but no, but that's good. Um, I love it. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, your verse goes back to love, you know? Yes. God, I was having a conversation with somebody recently about, about, that is like, okay, if God is love and love is patient, love is kind, and I say that I'm a follower of God and he is love, that means he's patient, he's kind, therefore I should be. You're exactly right. You know, and I, I spent several weeks just kind of marinating on that thought. It was between Thanksgiving and Christmas about just that whole fact about, because I, I think I, I flippantly say God is love all the time, but I don't always just sit and really think about what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it means a lot of things, but I was in the context of the verse that you you said you were been your verse for the year. I, I was thinking about that same verse about a month ago about, OK, I'm I'm not real. Pay, I'm probably not always kind and always patient, but God is. And yeah. he is at times when he probably shouldn't be with me. So why am I not in my relationships with well, take myself, my my wife, my kids, my friends, my family. So anyway, that's good. I like that. 
maybe maybe you're sharing that for me because I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about that lately. So anyway, that's good. So the last last question I'll ask is um it's more of a kind of a daily rhythm question, if you will. Mm. You know, or all in sports outreach. First two words, all in. We took that from Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, we know what it means to be all in in sports, right? Um, it's given your everything. But just, but from a practical sense, what does that look like in your daily walk with Christ? I think for me, just being all in just means like being an unwavering commitment to the Lord into my work. Um, that means disciplining myself every single day just to be able to wake up and, um tell myself good, positive thoughts in the morning and just, you know, have those things of like, I am a child of God. Um, and just knowing who I am or really whose I am. Um, and then trying to be in his word for, you know, 30 or 40 minutes in the morning, um, and just start my day the right way. Um, going to, you know, work out in the morning as well. Um, just being able to, you know, again, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, making mm. sure that I'm the right foods, but also keeping it very healthy. Um, and just whatever I do, making sure that it is to honor the Lord um, and making sure that, uh, you know, like one thing for us here, Coach Jensen has um, a word for the program and the word is Terizo. And that is Hebrew, or Hebrew for unwavering commitment or uncompromising commitment. And for mm -hmm. him, comes from Luke 9:51, and um, in that uh, verse it says, when the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And like, even though Jesus knew like what was going to happen when he goes to Jerusalem, um, he still had the unwavering commitment to follow his mission, to follow his purpose. And so for me, like, I believe I know what my, my purpose is on this earth is to use the game of football as a platform to um, build up young men, um, pour into them and hopefully point them to Jesus and uh, just be a model for him and in everything I do. And so I need to hold steadfast to that and be all in to that purpose completely. Well, that's good, especially because a lot of, you know, a lot of times we think about all in in our relationship with Christ, it's all the spiritual things. Um, but, you know, I think you're onto something about it. It's, it's the total, it's not just reading my Bible and praying, it's taking care of my body. It's, take care of my family. It's, it's everything. You said something that, you know, about reminding yourself whose you are. I got up and came to another room because my wife printed these out and put them on, on my mirror, her mirror for the kids that somebody shared with us. I think it's from a book, but anyway, it says, you know, every morning I see this, it says, my name is Stuart Hardy. I am the chosen and adopted son of the most high King. I am the heir to an eternal inheritance waiting for me in heaven. I have been bought and completely paid for by the perfect sacrifice of Christ's own blood. I am sealed throughout all eternity by God's Holy Spirit. Don't mess with me. And I thought, you know what? If I can read that every morning, that's a good way to start the day. Just to, like awesome. you said, it, it's, a it's a reminder of whose you are. I love it. And that that's a great way to start your day and to have something that you can draw towards every single day and see it and say it to yourself. Because, you know, our feelings are going to lie to us. <laughs> Some days I wake up and I'm, you know, itching at the bit to go read and go work out. Some days I wake up and I just don't feel like it. And uh, that's whenever I have to make sure I'm putting the right stuff into my brain, into my heart, um, and into my body. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, I know listeners have um, been encouraged. And I just thank you for 
for squeezing this in. Man, no, uh, Stuart, I really appreciate you. And again, just thank you for the opportunity to hop on here and to get a talk with you for a little bit. And, um, you know, definitely, uh, I definitely am very, very, uh, thankful for you and, um, know what you're doing here is, is huge and definitely reaching a lot of people. Thank you again to Coach Brown for taking time to share his story and encourage me, and I know encourage you as well. And thank you for listening. I would also ask you to share this with someone, someone in your life, a family member or a friend that you know that needs some encouragement. Just click the share button. I'd also ask you, if you're not a subscriber to the podcast, whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now, hit the subscribe button. We're excited about some episodes that are coming up. Um, uh, just a lot of, a lot of cool stories are, are coming. The last thing is we just really are extremely grateful for you and your support, your your encouragement, and your prayers. And so we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just in the search bar. Type in All In Sports Outreach. You'll find us or go to our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Again, I cannot say this enough. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your encouragement, your support, and your prayers.